Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey. In the year 1989, Bill and Ted told us to be excellent to each other. So what the fuck have you all been doing? (laughs) We've been working our way to 2020. But no one is excellent to anyone. (laughs) I don't know. Japan people are reasonably excellent sometimes. Yeah, people are just like adequate to each other in Japan. Okay, be adequate to each other. Oh, be excellent to each other. That's a better stance than be rioting towards each other. Well, I mean, sometimes you've got to riot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be one of those guys, Matt. <laughs> Wait, the, the guy that doesn't want to riot? <laughs> I agree with the ideas, but I just wish they would, you know, do it peaceful. Oh, shut up. Well, I don't need to riot in Japan. That's my no. point. <laughs> um, and Bill and Ted don't. They just need to wail on some guitars. Uh, today's yeah no that's not no. you gotta get the flailing <laughs> I'll do the, the, the death one oh yeah that was the plunking <laughs> one that's cool too <laughs> death fuller does the time yeah so today is both Bill and Ted movies it is the excellent adventure and the bogus journey yes yes here at the sci-fi sanctuary which features Matt and Luke that was backwards that was cool. bizarre <laughs> you know people don't want to hear the same thing every week right not true yeah um, I know the excellent adventure was like the talk of the the, the dudes in my fourth grade class because that's the age I am <laughs> for me it was like we all got super into it in like secondary school Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. We just went through a phase. We were all into Bill and Ted. We were all talking like Bill and Ted. We were all agitaring all the time. See, we... <laughs> like 15 or 20 years after the film. Yeah, in my high school, we just talked in a endless myriad of Simpsons references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also like, had that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was that we, we had dropped the Bill and Ted by that point. Um, right. The... You know, we were like second wave Bill and Ted. Yeah. So we were pretty excited when the... When the bogus journey came out, I'm pretty sure I saw it on opening night. Um, that's the one that got me. I, right. I know I was messaging you last night. I've probably seen the Excellent Adventure five or six times. You know, nice, nice number of times for a movie. And then I've probably seen the bogus journey like you know forty-seven times. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've seen them both as a pair quite a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go for the whole sequence of movies. Oh, because I start with Excellent Adventure, and after you finish Excellent Adventure, you just want to watch Bogus Journey. See, I just want to watch Bogus Journey. I just skip straight ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also maybe in the 90s, I had that one on video and I did not have The Excellent Adventure, which right. probably accounts for many of those times. But. See, I, did, I don't think I owned either of them until like 2005 or something. Yeah. But they were just on TV so often. Mm-hmm. You just watch whichever one was on. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was, you know, I'm pretty much the right age for you. Uh, I was in the, the crosshairs, more or less. Right. Being, what, what, 10 years younger than the actors, but and that's about well, where they're aiming, I think. My dad is 10 years older than you, so I guess he was super into it, because he was the same age as the actors. Was he super into it? Yeah, because that's the reason I watched him. Okay. Because my dad liked him. And last night I was messaging my dad, and he he actually was like, I mean, he's the, he's older, right? But yeah. he was, like, pretty excited about the idea of a new one, so. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mentioned to my family yesterday that, oh, it's out, you can just, like, watch it now. Yeah, um, like, I guess we should lay it. that out for the listener that I couldn't help myself and I watched it already. Whereas you were like, we should talk about the first couple first. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to have that one in my head when I'm trying to talk about these two, so I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I mean, I've got it ready to go. It's it's just like of a piece with the others. Oh, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm dead excited for it. Yeah, we're not looking. at But like, I didn't want to because we're talking about these two films, and we'll probably do an episode on that one later. I just didn't want it. Yeah, there's not like a huge puzzle pissed. box I can. Keep them pretty straight in my head, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, I felt like if I'd watched it, I'd constantly be trying to bring that one up. 
I like talking about these ones. So. I, I, I can hold it till Friday. That's cool. <laughs> Which is in our, our, this timeline where we actually record things and not where you're listening to things is, I guess, when we're going to talk about it. So Yeah. Uh, as far as well, you, that's, that's the listener... Let's not get into how time works, because these films don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> you and you, the listener, may get them together. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> like you, Matt, we're trying to have a backlog, because you need, yeah. you need reserve. Stop doing that. We'll see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's the whole point. It's all fun. You'll know when you yeah. listen. You, the listener, that's listening. Okay, um, should we go ahead and plow into that story yeah, about totally. these dudes? Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan are individually a pair of high school slackers, but together they are wild stallions, future rock and roll superstars, and the source of a utopian 26th century society's whole philosophy. Unfortunately, at a nexus point in their timeline, there is a danger that if they fail their history test most heinously, the band will never be, and that future will never come. Luckily, the most excellent future dude Rufus travels back in time and lends Bill and Ted a time machine, which they can use to gather historical figures, meet some medieval babes, and set their lives on the right track. A few years later, Bill and Ted and the princesses are gearing up to play the San Dimas Battle of the Bands when a bogus future shithead called Chuck Denomalous sends two evil robot thems back in time to kill them and ruin their lives so that his message can define the future instead. Bill and Ted are slain on Vasquez Rocks, appear in a seance, get banished to hell, challenge death to a game, go to heaven, recruit an alien scientist, return to Earth, defeat Anomalous, travel through time to learn guitar, win the battle of the bands, and transmit their message across the Earth. Be excellent to each other, and party on, dudes. Seance again. Seance. Oh, okay. I yeah, like... no, it's because I was trying to read fast. <laughs> I, I just wondered if it was an accent thing or not. No, there's a few words I got stuck on there. Okay. But, but... It might be an accent thing because my accent is so broken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what my Hang accent is anymore. Seance, which I was like, it's kind of cool. Seance? It kind of makes it classier in a way. I what think. was the, was I like trying to read the word after it at the same time or something? I'm not sure. No, it's a pit. Slain on Vasquez. Yeah. Bill and Ted are slain on Vasquez rocks, appear in a seance, get banished to hell. It's a pretty difficult. It is. It set is. Of no, no, I was just like, I was like legitimately curious if that was like a seance. proper seance. reflection or not. Seats. <laughs> but <Seance>. uh, <laughs> um, this is a absolutely fun one to dive into on the actors first, as we tend to do, because it's just a weird, such a weird trajectory for Keanu Reeves. So I guess we will keep this one like contemporary Keanu. I mean, this this is like the birth of Keanu, right? Yes. Yeah. He was, I mean, for a few years, he was just, he was Ted. That was his yeah. identity. Well, because I think when we did The Matrix, I described that film as where he starts the film as Ted and ends the film as like the stoic messiah character that he plays now. Yeah, I think he starts to become Keanu in uh, Speed, I guess. Well, I did, well, now Point Break, maybe, but... Yeah, but even Point Break and Keanu, he's still kind of Ted. He's, he's a lot more Ted. There's still a lot break. of, whoa. Speed break, uh, speed break, <laughs> speed, no breaks in speed. Um, I, he does get a woe in speed, but otherwise he's pretty much away from the Ted by that point. Yeah, but he's still like cool dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nope, not like we like him. He, he, yeah. As far as I know, he hasn't had any dirt thrown on him yet. So good. No, for him. he seems to be like 
one of the nicest guys in all of Hollywood. I assume you've come across my sad Keanu flashcard at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't it for, like, sit? <laughs> Something like that. It's just for, like, a really mundane word. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I, I just seen the meme, like, sometime recently. I was like, oh, Keanu was sitting and he was sad. It might be sad, too. I don't remember. Yeah. No, I... I don't think we'd have let you keep it as sad because it's not obvious to the children what that's trying to depict. It's obvious he's sitting with his hot dog. Maybe yeah. it's eat, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a guy who's had like a pretty rough life but has just kept on trucking and being a good dude. Like he lives in real normal circumstances and doesn't keep most of the money he makes. That's groovy. And I think at one point he was the highest paid actor ever. Ever? Because he took percentage on The Matrix. Oh, okay. I could see, you know, if I was in that, I, what, do you live in Hawaii still? He's from Hawaii, right? I'm not sure. Anyway, I would live in Hawaii if I was him. We might need to live in LA, I don't know. But yeah, like, he just lives in, like, a pretty standard apartment, takes the subway and stuff. Yeah. He had to have built himself, like, a swank studio, though. He's oh, I'm sure he doesn't live like me. No, no. Like... <laughs> no, I, w- I would live in this apartment and then just, like, addend, like, a real swank studio with my million yeah, yeah, yeah. dollars. Oh, you, you were putting the pictures up over summer vacation where you'd, like... Converted one of the rooms in the family house to your little studio for the... To Tommy room, too. It, yeah. was, it was real class. It looked pretty dope. <laughs> it was dope. I only had that set up for 24 hours, but... Uh, I, I thought you would, like, just lock yourself in there for five days. And... Well, for 24 hours. <laughs> I'll do it again. It's cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Alex Winter. I want to talk about Alex Winter, too, of course. Um, yeah, so you've actually seen other Alex Winter films, right? He's He does good stuff. Um, not too long after this, he did a sketch comedy show for MTV called The Idiot Box, which it's like being with a butthead where it's like, you know, six minutes of content punctuated by a bunch of videos. Right. But man, those six minutes of content every week were, oh my God, some of the best sketches I've ever seen. Okay. Um, yeah, I, you've actually mentioned a couple of them to me before and I keep needing to look them up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, listener, do look up The Idiot Box and I may, uh, show Luke some in the intern, but uh, that was, like, he's hysterical, and then he did a movie uh, I mentioned before called Freaked, right? which is absolutely fantastic, and Keanu shows up as the dog-faced boy in a cameo, okay. um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I think, is it Randy Quaid in that one? Yeah, <laughs> Freaked, Randy Quaid, Alex Winter, you know, he's like a, um, sorry the term, but I think they do use the term gimp for Alex Winter's character. <laughs> but gimp is in he wears the suit, or gimp is in like a cripple? As in, he's like hunched over and weird. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that yeah. one's bad. No, it's but, like for the sex thing, you can use gimp still, I think. Oh yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> anyway, well, they, they throw the f word in this one. It's, a lot. it's him. It's him being um, given some sort of poison, you know, Detective Conan style, and right. ending, like being turned into like this someone for the sideshow. You side can show buy a candy at the moment of the Detective Conan poison. All right, it's just little tablets, <laughs> <laughs> like gummy. Can you do the voice of the of the scumbags? What? The ones that dose... I can't really. I just... I no, heard you No, the voice that I kept doing was, um... Oh, you just mean, like, my, my New York gangster voice? Yeah, basically. What else? Can't believe you let that kid get away with this. Sorry, detective. See, that's what Bill and Ted needed. We could have improved it with, with uh... Not his dad on the police force, but some, you know, sleazy New York scumbags uh, right. chasing them down or whatever. But, like, you said, like, this is a film where you start with the cast, and, like, I think that's literally kind of how the film was made. Yeah. Because I was reading about it. They had they had the script, but originally Bill and Ted were, like, way bigger losers. Like, they were getting bullied and shit. Mm-hmm. And then they just cast... They cast these two guys, and they're so likable that the film kind of changed around them. Yeah, they just bopped through life, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> like, they're slackers, and they're kind of losers, but they're, like, lovable losers. Right. I, I can't mean, imagine anyone at school doesn't like them. Everything just sort of, you know, just it's like rainwater pouring down a windshield for them, you know? Nothing really yeah. sticks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, like, a zen way. I, I call well, them yeah, zen that's... masters in my notes somewhere. Yeah, well, they, they kind of are. That's, like, the point of the film, right? It's yeah. like, <laughs> maybe it's not bad to just have this attitude to life. <laughs> Other folks in these movies, um, George Carlin, of course, is, like, not necessarily because of this movie, but he, he is a, a, I don't want to call him a god among me. He's a sun god. He's the sun <laughs> god we worship. Yeah, well, my, he, most he of my real. George Carlin novel is from 
there's this, these films and then like a couple of his stand-ups on okay. YouTube and stuff. Like, I mean, I know his classic stuff for stand-up is like the 70s and 80s, but I actually prefer his stand-up like after this, which contains almost no jokes. It's just him angrily ranting about things. Most of my favorite stand-ups don't do jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, that's where the whole like, it's a it's a big club and you're not in it, you know? I yeah. Mean, that There's no jokes in that rant, but it's just like enrapturing. Yeah. <laughs> so here we get a, a nice chill George Carlin who is... An old, not even was super old. Well, he's pretty old time, but uh, um, you know, he had clearly learned all of the uh, Zen edicts of edicts is the wrong word too. The Zen suggestions of Bill and Ted, like we're that's the thing. We actually do see the future people just kind of grooving, right? Like they yeah. did obviously pick up the lesson more or less. Uh, I think of all the futures we've seen so far, that's one I want to live in. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> just chilling and vibing. Right. I'm all about it. Rocking out on some some, some guitars. Yeah. I, I thought about sending a guitar so I could just wail in the middle of the thing, but I guess you got an air guitar with Bill and Ted. Most of yeah, yeah. I can't really play. can't actually play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is straight to the second movie. But, uh, William Sadler, of course, uh, deserves a mention while we're doing cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, just... He's... I, I, he was... Uh, he'd done all his, like, dramatic roles up to this point, I think, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, well, just, you can tell, right? He's like... He's chewing the scenery, and he's just relishing the fact that he gets to chew the scenery. Yeah, He's yeah, so good. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, just some of the shots of him, they're, like, just taken straight out of, like, classic film. And just him oh, right, right. We've got all that shit. Seventh Seal stuff going yeah. on. It's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, why... That's the thing. This is where I actually became cognizant of Seventh Seal, because I was 12 years old when the bogus journey right. came out. So, you know, that actually, Bill and Ted's bogus journey did lead me to the Seventh Seal, weirdly enough. And there are a few other minor actors worth touching on. Um, Ted's dad. Yeah, I, sorry, I can't remember his name. I had looked it up a second ago, and I've already forgotten it. He's a, uh, the other one. Like that, Hal Landon, I think is his yeah, name? Yeah, the other real hit for me is uh, Step Brothers, of course. Right. It's not. It's not? No! It's I, not? I thought the same thing! It's not? Yeah! It's not? No, I'm just gonna keep saying that. <laughs> I was, no way! No! Crap! Okay. I was convinced that was the stepbrother's dad, but it's not. I'm still convinced it's the stepbrother's dad, even though I'm sure yeah. you did your research. But yeah, he's, he's like, they're basically the same dude, but this one's a bit skinnier. But okay. he's basically just known for this, and then loads of bit parts. Like, he's done Star Trek roles. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen him random. somewhere. Um, the the Biggest thing apart from this, I think, that he's known for is the video game L.A. Noir. <laughs> you aware of that one? No. It's a game where you play as, like, a detective in the 40s or whatever. But the big shtick of it was, like, oh, there's interrogation scenes, and you have to read subtle facial cues on these actors to, like, decide if they've done it or not. But, of course, because it was, like, a PS early PS3 game, these subtle facial cues are the most exaggerated overacting you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was in the drawing room. Wink! Shrug! <laughs> so they're all like digitized versions of these actors super overacting. Acting. Emoting. They also had the guy from Battlestar and Heroes and Star Wars. Mm. The fat one. Battlestar Heroes. The fat one. The fat one. He's the, he's the engineer in Battlestar. He was one of the pilots in Star Wars. Was yeah, it? but he, he, in those sort of films, he's the fat one. Okay. <laughs> Compared to the supermodels he's around, he's right. the fat one, right? <laughs> um, he's fat the way that I'm fat in Japan. Yeah. Anyway, we're <laughs> spending a fair amount of time on this dude. So, um, Missy, um, again, I, I won't bring up the new one too much, but she does show up in the new one. So, she is a full... Yeah, 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 well, she has fat. The gag of just, like, the hot stepmom, and then the fact that she switches dads in the second yeah, one yeah, is yeah. really funny. And I was going to say Bill's dad, of course. I, I believe... See, I just watched the new one. I don't I, I'm pretty sure he's there, but I don't quite remember because he's, he's, he's wallpaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not as... <laughs> well, he does, because he's... There's never any conflict with Bill's dad. Right. So he's just there. Yeah, he's just there. Um, just, I guess we should just briefly talk about all the historical figures in The Excellent Adventure because... Well, yeah, see... I don't really notice those actors because they all just embody these roles. No, I feel like they just went to like a, I don't know, like, like some sort of Ren fair and just picked up like. Yeah, probably. No, I was about to a professional like, Abe Lincoln roll, or a professional role to the next segment without mentioning them. So I was like, oh, I guess we should probably mention them. But yeah, yeah, but well, I, 
they're the definition of very good actors because I don't even notice that they're actors. Yeah, they all just, work. It's just, that is Abe Lincoln. We that just, is so crazy. We just assume so crates and Beethoven were in the Beethoven. We're in Beethoven, the, that's it. <laughs> we're in the, we're actually in this movie. Yeah. So, I think... Billy the Kid is very noticeable because he's in it a bit more and like actually makes friends with them a bit. I think in my fifth grade class we watched this in class. <laughs> that's pretty fun. Well, it's got historical figures. I'm sure yeah. that all the boys were making an argument we, that we should and someone was convinced right. at least for an hour and a half. It was probably like a, you know, like, slow day, right? Where yeah. I didn't have all the classes, but I, I'm pretty we sure I watched well, this one in school at least once. I remember we watched Titanic in school when we were studying the Titanic. Yeah. And we watched Schindler's List, but that's not a fun romp. No, this one's much more oh, fun for you. we convinced our politics teacher to let us watch Independence Day on Independence Day once. We didn't have school on in Independence Day because it was America, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this was in, like, sixth form, and it was a six-student class anyway. Right. But, like, we brought in apple pies and cranberry juice. Oh, wait, no. Vodka cranberry juice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like cranberry's more well, Thanksgiving thing. We're 18. Thanksgiving. Oh, no, we would just be an American. Yeah. <laughs> we have an 18, man. Drinking age in America is 21. Yep. Yeah. Well, legal drinking age in the UK is 18. Drinking age in the UK is about 15. <laughs> right. <laughs> I actually thought it was 16, so whatever. it is in, like, Prague, I think, so... <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you can you can order a drink with a meal at 16. Mm. Anyway, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're treading water now because we're, we're doing actors, but we really need to get Bill and Ted, don't we? Yeah. The, the, the real Bill and Ted, the real deal. Here's a complaint which I've seen brought up, but which I don't think is true, is that Bill and Ted are the same character. Um, they are. No, I think they're pretty distinct. Yeah, but they, they, they meld to make a Yeah, they, they have to be a couple, like, you can't, I couldn't imagine a film about Bill or about Ted, mm. but they're not interchangeable. Right. Bill is Bill and Ted is Ted. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. They got their, their own little things, but they, they, you know, they form together to form Wild Yeah, Stallions, yeah, they so. are, they're Bill and Ted. Wild but, Stallions is the character. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I often see people like, oh, which one's Bill and which one's Ted? But to me, they are quite distinct. My first band was the Fetal Pigs. Nice. <laughs> I have zero musical talent, so I've never been in a band. Yeah. That was actually with, with our, our often guest, Andrew, uh, doing that. Because I was like, you write poems, so you can sing for us. <laughs> like, like not never having heard him sing. Uh, people tried that with me and then heard me sing and then gave up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, he, he could at least fake it till he made it a bit, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, Fetal Pigs, I, uh, that fits in with Wild Stallion, so. Pretty good. Did yeah. you spell it weird? Hmm? Did you spell it with a Y or anything? God, we should have. <laughs> <laughs> like a Y and a Z on pigs? We didn't. We thought <laughs> fetal pigs was already like pushing it far enough. So, yeah. so is because they had fetal pigs in the science, not my science class, but uh, yeah, Andrew's science class. I guess they had fetal pigs. So, right. Man, that's got to be trauma inducing for <laughs> a thirteen or twelve year olds. <laughs> yeah. The, um, Bill and Ted. The weird thing is they're 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 so chaste. I yeah, their ladies are, and they are too. I mean, they don't really have any vices except that they're slackers well like uh, in the second one there's bits where they're at like, the birthday party and stuff and I thought they were drinking beers uh, look closely it's Pepsi exactly I, guess so. <laughs> I, I think the evil robot asses are drinking beers but yeah, those yeah. are evil robot asses so of course they are <laughs> yeah well, the, I mean they do like look at boobs and stuff they're not completely sexless but, but they look just... at boobs like a middle school student even though yeah, they're already yeah. older than a middle school student so yeah, <laughs> yeah they've like finished school and yeah. work by the second one but here, here, let me just, let, let me lay it out for you. Um, are there any more likable characters in cinema? I don't think so. Yeah, I think this is the most likable you get. possible to dislike Bill and Dad. Is it, that's why Keanu can do these, like, absolutely, like, dire, stoic roles now. You're still, oh, he's Ted. So yeah. It's fine. He's still... John Wick is still Ted, like, deep down inside. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it's just the... Keanu Reeves and Alex Whitner are just that likable. Right, right. <laughs> that they've made a film career off the back of it. <laughs> well, Alex Whitner made a film career off the back yeah. of it. Keanu obviously has gone in very many different directions. That, but this did get him started, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cool. Um, 
Oh yeah, now to me, Alex Winter is now like a Twitter guy more than an actor. Okay, <laughs> that's right. I think he does production stuff anyway, so he doesn't usually show. Oh, up I'm sure. On he, I'm sure he made a few bob off these films. Oh, anyway, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and fair play to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, these are they're like Bodavistas, you know, the secret Buddhas. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, that's how the film paints them as well, right? So, yeah. and it, it kind of, it works because. The, the entirety of these two films works because they're likable. Right, right. They're trickster clowns. Which know. It's one of those things. These are those films where they've got terrible critic reviews, but really high audience reviews. Oh, yeah. I, I, had, a, I had a squiz at the Metacritic last night. The new one's like 60 or 66. Right. But then I noticed that the boat's... No, the new one's 66 is green. And um, this is Metacritic, uh, but... Um, the bogus journey was sixty. The excellent adventure was fifty. So yeah, apparently I'm I'm not wrong in preferring the bogus journey because I th- I thought Wait, I was no, but a... is this critic score? These or... are critic scores. Yeah, you are wrong because the critics don't get these films. Well, they, yeah, yeah, they they got yellow scores, which meant caution. Yeah, but the bogus but like, journey still had higher. Because if you look at them in terms of a film, like the plots don't make sense, the scripts are nonsense, the effects <laughs> are terrible, but you have to just go with it and just be like along for the ride. Yeah. Um, you, you could only understand it on the level that Bill and Ted understand it, which is that they don't. <laughs> the effects don't really stick out in the first one. Like, there's a few functional ones, right? Like, the time. Yeah, yeah, they just... The Bogus time. Journey has, like, legitimately, like, awesomely shit effects. I love all the hell stuff. That's my point. And the hell... See, scary. I love the heaven stuff, man. Uh, it's because I think this movie is one of the rare examples of a um, film noir. Uh, not film noir, too. Film blanc. Right. Sorry, film noir is the one we always hear, right? Yeah. yeah. Like when you already mentioned with L.A. noir. No, this is a film blanc. And well, there's no, just there's no darkness anywhere. No, no, no. It had, uh, basically film blanc is uh, having weird surrealistic interpretations of heaven. I think okay. the heavenly kid uh, defending your life, um, Mr. Chips, oh, what, I believe. What's yeah? Is I that think the, it's a wonderful life. Actually, defi- is is okay. uh, put in. What's the Robin thing. Williams one? Oh, um, wet dreams make come. What? What dreams may come. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Believed you for a second. <laughs> what dreams may come. Yeah, that also would qualify as a film blanc. <laughs> <laughs> what dreams may come. God damn it. That was the joke when it came out. Oh, I'm sure. But I, <laughs> you got me with it 15 years later. <laughs> right. That one's interesting. That movie, um, I hated it when I saw it in the theater. Mm. Being older and watching it again, I thought it was fantastic. See, I watched it on like... Maybe even on TV, uh, entirely the wrong age, and just like found it pretty boring, but it really stuck in my head. Mm. So I need to see it again one day. Right, even when I hated it, it stuck stuck in my head. Because yeah, just the like, the imagery was so. And then seeing it again, and I, I guess having a lot more understanding of um, you know like <laughs> Eastern philosophy and stuff, mm. um, it it played way better. Right, and just I guess being older, it's. it's that's not a movie for the youngins. Not like this Bill and Ted is. Yeah. Because, <laughs> oh, it was so... I mean, we, yeah, the ex, see, the Excellent Adventure, we loved... It was the best movie ever, like, when it was new. Mm. Um, it's very far from that for me. Now, I do enjoy it, but... Yeah. Uh, when I want some Bill and Ted, I, I do head for the Bogus Journey. Well, Bogus Journey is just, like... Well, Bill and Ted is a very simple idea that they have fun with. Yeah. Whereas Bogus Journey is just... a stream of mad ideas one <laughs> after the other right? with the zen center of our slacker yeah, heroes yeah. Well, yeah, but I feel like you couldn't have had you couldn't have started with Bogus Journey <laughs> no no you because you need to just accept Bill and Ted and how they just just drift no I'm, I'm certainly not saying then. Bogus Journey should have been the first one no no no, saying, no 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 yeah. I know. I'm not you know, accusing you, you of that I'm just you saying. build your landing pad and then you achieve yeah. lift off later right well you gotta build the landing pad Last night, by the way, my falling asleep for YouTube was a tour of the space shuttle, a 3D um, computer animated tour of the space shuttle. And then, then I fell asleep and apparently it gave me a tour of, a, of the uh, space station, which actually would have been cool. I could have been awake for that. Mm. And then a two-hour NASA film on, uh, the, on the space shuttles. That was, that was my falling asleep with YouTube last night. Great. I think I, I think I actually do take off the headphones and click off the iPad and it just keeps playing because it's plugged in. Uh- I think that's what's happening. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> See, I just fall asleep properly like an adult. <laughs> <laughs> well, I probably like, did switch it off and roll over and go to yeah. bed. I think it just kept playing like on its own. So it's not like I'm actually falling asleep. Because I did finish the space shuttle video. Right. Um, well, I, I can't judge too much. I was just like playing Pokemon until I fell asleep. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm just, yeah, just 
watching Bill and Ted is like akin to putting on your this tour of the space shuttle for me. Right? Yes, yeah. so it's just it's brain jello, but it's not completely bereft of like interesting ideas and things. So yeah, it's it's just delivering those ideas in this. It's totally bizarre. It's a, well, it, although they are very chaste and have no vices. This this is very much a stoner film. <laughs> it's just a like, well, dude, you ever thought about? <laughs> well, That's the we, whole film, right? Shall we go ahead and think about some of those things then? Yeah. Okay, we just like smoke like three blunts of that Colombian and not in fucking Japan we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't unfortunately. <laughs> I did see an advert for vapes with weed in them at Donkey. But surely it can't actually be vapes with weed in them. They're not even allowed to sell vapes with um nicotine in them here. Magic mushrooms were actually legal in Japan until about two thousand one, which yeah. is weird. While while um weed was extremely illegal. But I think they had the World Cup and then and took out the mushrooms. Cause right. They, I got a buddy who, who was here a little earlier than me and actually did party around legally oh. for a bit. So. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I've done a little weed and I, it's not something I'm... I mean, I don't even drink alcohol this year. Right. So. Great year to choose that, man. Yeah, I know, right? You're, I going, guess I, you're going full Bill. I am living the Bill and Ted life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, their girlfriends are so chasty when they propose. I mean, they are from like, the 16th century, so. <laughs> I thought it was the 14th. I think it's earlier. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm good with time. I'm good with the time circuit. Oh, because the 26th century is the future. Right. I think the 15th century is the babes, which is 1400s. Yes. Yeah. It barely matters, does it? No, no, nothing matters. That's kind of the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know what this film is? What is it? It's White Guy Sunra. Um, like the well, music will change the world, right? We're going to talk about when worlds collide in a bit. I, yeah. was, I was saving that metaphor there, <laughs> but it, it's in a much nicer way. No, but this, this this is in the you use the map. You music is what sets you free. Music is what changes the world. Yeah, ideas. Yeah. But just like how the future is built on just music and good ideas. Oh, and I was going to while when I was not understanding you, I was like, is that based on like harmonized lead guitar or what? I'm not sure. Because they play like... By the second one, they're playing like rock and roll, it's not, which is not like the most peaceful Zen stuff. <laughs> and they're doing like an... Like their, their big thing at the end is like an ACDC song. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and the new movie is about like, weren't you supposed to write your song? <laughs> but I'm like, ACDC that doesn't really seem like... I mean, nothing wrong with ACDC in particular, except that eventually either vocalist gets on my nerves but <laughs> yeah if they'd been playing just like smooth jazz it would kind of make more sense <laughs> <laughs> like they come out like Steely Dan like I was playing a few days ago <laughs> sardonic lyrics and yacht rock that would have been cool <laughs> um, well maybe the the point is that all of their the reason they are so chaste and chill because all of their aggression is channeled into their music mm. so maybe the secret is you play like really fucking hard metal. <laughs> and then no, they're just, they're just in like, life, you just chill. They're just dad rocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even at the time, they're, I mean, they're, they're, the second way they bring in, like, Jim Martin from Faith No More, who, entertainingly, was, like, two weeks after this movie was no longer in Faith No More. That's Actually, it was probably two years, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, whatever. It just it just quickly became entertaining because they make such a big deal out of it, and he, right. he left the band pretty quickly. He it, The band was better with him, though. They're, but like they're, what they're listening to is as hard as metal was in yeah. like the year 1990 right yeah there was like this kind of like before grunge hit there was like this uh, LA metal thing you know like I mean Guns N' Roses of course but there was the, the slightly more underground slightly more psychedelic version which I guess is Bill and Ted's thing um, yeah 
the gold standard of that it might be Jane's Addiction if you're, if you're a music head. I've uh, heard the name. I couldn't put a song to it. It's cool stuff. Uh, listen to some Jane's. Some of their their album covers will offend many, which is fun too. Excellent. Uh, actually, one of their albums, um, it had a painting of like a naked dude and two naked ladies, like Catholic style. Mm. And um, I remember it was a big deal because at the time, uh, like a lot of the big box stores wouldn't carry it because of the cover. So the alternate cover was a completely white cover with the uh, First Amendment on it. <laughs> Which was pretty fantastic. That's pretty good. I like. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was the same album either way. It still had the parental advisory on it, but yeah, yeah, uh, you could, it was just the First Amendment on the cover, which I thought that was that that, that was a good choice. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like the First Amendment. I was a big fan of the Second. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, but yeah, it is this this movie does have like some real lessons to keep in mind, given to you completely absurdly as possible. Yeah. I mean, if you live like Bill and Ted, one, um, you know, I'm, I'm the dude that sits here drinking chew while I record. I mean, you'd probably, like, do the Bill and Ted chase thing. I just don't want to, right? <laughs> right. Well, I didn't want to, but then I tried it, and it's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got bored, but I guess my brain goes too fast. <laughs> That's why I have to be listening to stuff when I'm out and about. Yeah. I'm just alone with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. They go dark places. <laughs> <laughs> my thoughts don't go to dark places, but uh, they, they, run, they run too fast. A lot of the time, I guess. <laughs> Bill and Ted's thoughts. That's the thing. They're, they're, they never have thoughts in particular. Yeah. I'd love that. <laughs> well, it's fantastic. That is... That's a, I, I Honestly, I, I think less than I used to, man. Which sounds bad, but it's probably good. <laughs> I'm always thinking, man. Always thinking. Thinking about the dark, man. But, uh... Do you... Have you seen... It's, it's like a big discussion recently. People realizing how... How different the inside of your head can be between people. Like, not everyone has a running commentary of thoughts. I, mine's toned down quite a bit. Mine's like a, like a, uh, like a 90s comic book. There's just a constantly a caption running all the time. <laughs> describing everything that's happening. Well, there's, it might be Japanese. There's, uh, there's Japanese. I don't know. It might be from India. But there's a series of pictures... Which is, um, I think it's got an elephant, so it might not be from Japan, but mm. there's like an elephant and a monkey, you know, you got your monkey mind, and it's just a series of pictures where you tame the elephant, you tame the monkey, and, you know, eventually you become the elephant and the monkey or something. Sorry, I'm doing the worst description of this as possible. Um, our guests in a like, few weeks can probably do it better, so. <laughs> sort of like elephant-monkey hybrid beast? I want to well, it's that. sort of like, you, uh, want, the, the basic idea is you're being given this, you know, like, Aesop fable sort of story in pictures, mm. right? But the point is, you're you've disassociated with the rest. You're you're become separate. I guess that's the elephant, right? Right. So you got to become the elephant. And the monkey is just speaking all the time. So you got to get the monkey to quit jumping around, and eventually you all ride and get a eternal flame on on your eighth chakra or something. Well, I went to a Zen temple in Kyoto and joined a Zen meditation class and tried all of that. And ended up in my head writing a review for the video game Bayonetta 2 on the Switch, which I then went home and wrote. I can't stop thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I, I, you know, I sometimes stumble off to Zen Koji, the big Nagano Zen, actually the birth of Zen Buddhism in Japan, but, uh, and meditate on the back steps. And once I was actually lying on my back and someone was like, hey, you can't sleep here. Like, I'm (laughs) meditating. (laughs) They went away, so I guess it worked. <laughs> were you meditating or were you trying to sleep? I was meditating. Okay. I was only going to be there for like four minutes. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. And then I was going to go sit on the steps and clear and not be sleeping, so... Right. <laughs> Bill yeah. and Ted don't need to meditate. They're already there, man. Yeah. they've achieved, Well, that's why they are like the great ones, because they've achieved nirvana, basically. Because I mean, they die and they barely care. Yeah, they only care because other people need them. Right, exactly. Oh crap, we're dead. <laughs> let's let's work that out. Yep. I guess the only time we get a real emotional response from them is in hell with their their hellish terrors terrorizing them. As, as I suppose that is meant to get an emotional response. Well, I think from. they give a few emotional responses where the princesses are involved. Oh yeah, of course. But I mean, most of the, yeah, they're not saying they have no emotion they do they just they just have them under control they, yeah they don't have sharp ones coming out except for those uh, very extreme circumstances so they kind of they go through the whole neo-gnosticism thing in this film that's kind of my point yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they die and discover themselves and come back and change the world <laughs> I wonder they're messiahs <laughs>
there's a film which, in my head, I cannot help but compare Bill and Ted to whenever I think about it. Which is? Back to the Future. Okay, I don't make that... I mean, I enjoy the films. Back to the Future is a better made film, but I enjoy them relatively equally. I, I enjoy them in very different ways. Yeah. But they're just, you know, mid to late 80s comedies about a teen traveling through time. Mm. You can't help but make a few connections. Okay, good point. And it was when I was watching the first one and they were in the Wild West, unlike the whole Wild West section is over in like five to ten minutes <laughs> and they're on to the next mad idea. Right. And it's like, it's such a different way of making a film whereas Back to the Future takes one problem and spends a whole film fixing it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just how does he get Back to the Future? How does he solve this couple of issues from this one? This one just kind of ADD jumps around. Right. But I guess it's just, it's like a mindset thing because, you know, Marty McFly, well, they're, they're also, they're both like dreaming of playing guitar and rocking mm. and what have you. But in Back to the Future, like, he cares so much. And Bill and Ted don't care. And just bubble through to the next weird event. Well, I, had, I kept bringing Rick and Morty up when we did Back to the Future, whereas that comparison would make no sense with Bill and Ted. There's not right. really a connection there at all. Although, Rick and Morty's, like, attitude is much more Bill and Ted. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't spend very long on any one idea. But it's so much more nihilistic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys are not... Uh, nihilistic. Well, they're, they're, they're two sides of the same coin, though, right? Mm. It's That's like, where they might be the same character in the end. They're, they're yeah. wild stallions as the real character. No, but I mean, I mean, like, Rick and Morty's nihilism and Bill and Ted's, like, zen acceptance are two sides of the same coin. Mm. It's, you know, do you, just, you stop caring in a good way or a bad way, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, because yeah. Bill and Ted haven't stopped caring. They just, they've achieved, like, a because Zen isn't about not having emotions. Mm. It's about not having um, not, not subjectivity. Getting, not getting bugged. Not it's getting about being objective, over. right? Yeah. Letting go, which Bill and Ted do. So they still care about the right things. They still want to save the princesses. Mm. They still, like, help people. Like, they apologize when they do bad things. <laughs> they still care, but they don't get stuck in their own little problems. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, more Rick's thing is that he doesn't care at all. <laughs> Like, so he only cares about himself. Right. I, I'm, I'm sort of noticing we've barely talked about the films, and I, I guess we should just, uh, on air, just sort of stake out our podcast ground a little bit. Because um, I, I think our goal here is not really to just geek into things. No. Right? More like to sometimes think about what... Sometimes we get a guest in for that, or there are a couple of films where we would do it. Yeah, we, that, we do it sometimes. But I think the real thing here is, like, what is the film saying to us? And yeah. these... The Bill and Ted's do have something quite notable to say, as stupid as they are on the surface. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like these films were written by Bill and Ted. Yeah. Like, the writers seem very... Like, everything I've read about them, they just seem like they're just a couple of slacker dudes who wrote... Like, you know the character Station? Yeah, I... Have you, have I you read The Origin of Station? Uh, please give it to me, because I still so, don't know why people scream Station in this movie. They'd written a scene, right, that said, Interior Police Station. They, t- they deleted that scene, but somehow the word station was still there. They came back to the script drunk and started saying station to each other in stupid voices. <laughs> and from that, the character of station was born. Okay. See, I, I was like, I never got the reference. I was like, is it an ACDC reference? I, I think the idea is that because Wild Stallions is so popular, saying station has just caught on around the world in the future. Well, it should. Station! Station! <laughs> Yeah, that one, I never really got that. Oh, yeah, Station, the character. We didn't talk about that. That's a weird one. It's a freaking option puppet thing. <laughs> but when it, when it, when it With melts. a big ol' ass. Yeah, when it melts. That's so disgusting. <laughs> and when I first saw it, it's like, what the hell is happening? Which is Bill and Ted's reaction, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> it just looks like they just killed themselves. <laughs> now, the, the, the robot, the, the good robot usses do have the... Johnny Five Eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. so just getting back to last week, um, there is a certain real robotic thing that will crop up in movie to movie, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the new one, which we'll talk about soon, does have the same, it's the same core of folks, isn't it? I mean, behind the scenes, too. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, like, they, like you were saying, just to jump back a few minutes. They've been working on the new one pretty much since the first one came out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they had the script kind of written in 2010. Like, okay. <laughs> they had ideas for a sequel as far back as when Bogus Anyway, I'll, out, I'll so. cut it off there because we yeah. will get to that, and, and it's worth getting to. So. Yeah. Um, just 
as a quick preview, I would put it on an even keel with the first two, no problem. So, awesome. so yeah, it's just it is a fully a trilogy now. Yeah, <laughs> trilogy. Plus, there was a the animated series and apparently a live action series. Just as well. a pilot, I believe. There's seven episodes. Oh, really? I thought yeah. it was just a pilot. Okay. But yeah, I, but not starring. No, it has different. Winner, so what's what? Yeah. And what I, is Bill and Ted without those two? And I never saw the animated one either. So. I kind of remember existing. I don't know if I ever watched a full episode or anything. I, I guess I was fifth or sixth grade. So it's just the age where you're maybe not going to watch that Bill and Ted animated. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- this film, it shouldn't stand the test. Of, well, I guess it didn't stand the test when it came out. Like we said, shoddy effects. Yeah. And it, it's, it's a timeless movie. It, it's zen. It exists out of time <laughs> in the time circuits. Well, yeah, it, like, it doesn't really say anything about, like, specifically the time it came out. Right. So, it could almost be set today. Yeah. There's well, not there's not much in it that ages it. That's where the new one comes in, I guess, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... I mean, you'd have to give them maybe, like, a slightly different accent in the 50s, right? They'd do it yeah, like, yeah. cool cat rock talkers or something, right? But, uh... <laughs> but, like, no one actually talks like Bill and Ted. They did after Bill and Ted. Yeah, but at the time, because one of the things when it came out and like studios were reading it, like, do kids talk like this? <laughs> <laughs> they do now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like that slacker accent and the really floral dialogue. <laughs> it's just really fun. Anyway, if we missed something, I guess we can actually bring it up in a few days and it'll still be pertinent. Yeah, so, but um, like, this is a, it's a stupid film, but it's meant to be. It's meant to be, and behind that stupidness is actually some notable. Well, it's things. a film about stupidity, like, but <laughs> not in like the idiocracy way, but in just like maybe it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe thinking too much is the problem. <laughs> but um, we'll 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 be back to you very soon with a bit of of thought on these these fellers. So for now, um, how about our podcast stats? Yeah, you can find us stats. Yeah. We got like I think like five or six hundred listeners, so please get in touch. Oh, okay. I was, I, I, was <laughs> I know what you meant. It's you, because you said stats, like a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just didn't. What What else would I say? Credentials, calling card, business card. I don't know. I think they normally say the socials on podcasts, don't they? I don't want. No, no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna delve to that level. Okay. <laughs> if you want to find out more about us, you can come to us on Twitter at MLSFS Pod. You can go on Facebook, search for Matt and Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary. You can leave a rating and review on iTunes. Whatever, man. You do you. Yeah. Um, Pokemon. Yeah, I have another podcast. It's about Pokemons. You can find that on Twitter at Luke Loves PKMN or on Facebook at Luke Loves PKMN or on iTunes. Just search Luke Loves Pokemon. Listen to it if you like Pokemon. If you don't, don't. I'm going to have to put some rock in the little bits between the, uh, some wailing guitar. Just, just guitar solos. It's got to be constant. Just guitar solos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What okay. else do you need? It's Bill and Ted. Yeah, I'll have to turn that harmonizing effect or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That, okay, that's what it is. So that's not oh, really... I have one actual criticism about these films. Oh, go for it. So in the second one, there's the bit where they possess Bill's... They possess Ted's dad and the other cop, right? Right. Um, Ted's dad does a really good job of playing Ted in his body, right? Yeah. The other guy's shit. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> he, it's, he was just like textbook... Isn't it funny that I'm old and acting like the youngs? <laughs> I hated him when I wanted to punch him. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That's something that I really hate. It's just like... Isn't it funny that this old white guy is saying what the youth say? No, it's not funny. It's not for you to say because your time is over. Die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's my one thing okay. I didn't like. I'll, I'll just addend that. I, no, as, as I, leave it where it comes in. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like when we get to the new one, I think you're going to enjoy the um, the, the actress doing, doing Ted's daughter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Oh yeah, just it's just guitar solos this week, I guess. So whatever. Yeah, if you want to hear Matt's guitar and also other instruments and also the rest of a song, <laughs> you can go to rofixagemedia.bandcamp.com, find all of Matt's music. And I just plonked on this morning uh, a few weeks ago. We did Rocky Horror, and it's actually there before that episode comes because time is confusing as we bounce around our phone booth. Uh, but yeah, you can hear our Rocky Horror tunes there now with uh, both guest Andrew and his daughter and myself kind of rocking those so me a little bit 
in Luke a little bit. He's in the time warp chorus. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what kind of phone? Where are we taking the phone booth? Where Where do our listeners take the phone booth? Does it have to be a phone booth? No, the phone booth kind of does take you to a sci-fi sanctuary in these films, though, doesn't it? It absolutely does. Not but, our sci-fi uh, our sanctuary. Our listeners but... can go to hell. Next week, Bill and Ted face the music. 